welcome to More Than Sunday, the podcast that aims to help you on your journey of discipleship, not just on Sundays, but on every other day of the week as well. You're listening and watching episode 12. This is our final podcast of our year of discipleship with me, Eve Powers and Hannah Malcolm. Hi, Hannah. There she is. <laughs> it's such a shame we can't be together to record episode 12 due to the current coronavirus pandemic lockdown, but we hope that we're going to bring you a brilliant conversation nonetheless. So our theme this month is invitation, and here to discuss that with us are the Right Reverend Mark Ashcroft, the Bishop of Bolton, and Michael Harvey, who is the Executive Director of God and the Big Bang Project and developer of Back to Church Sunday. Welcome to both of you. Good to be with you. Thank you. Let's start, as we always do, by asking each of you, what does discipleship mean to you? Um, Michael, can we start with you? Uh, well, I guess I guess for me, I was um, um, as a as a youngster um, uh, discipled by kind of Frank, who was the youth leader in the church that I went to, and I hadn't re I didn't realise I was being discipled at the time, uh, but Frank sort of kind of gave me um, opportunities to uh, make loads of mistakes. My goodness, he must have been pulling his hair hair out at the time. Uh, but actually kind of um, he encouraged me to um, develop um, a love of um, the Bible. Um, um, he was my Sunday school teacher as well as the kind of the youth leader. And he, and he, and he, and he really kind of believed in me um, or saw something in me uh, before I saw anything in myself. And so, you know, for me, part of discipleship is having a discipler somebody who essentially you know comes alongside you and so that's what i would see as discipleship is that you know kind of um you know somebody is is helping you um on the on the journey brilliant thank you um and bishop mark what about you uh, yeah um so uh for me uh being a disciple is being a follower of jesus and um when i was um at school i went to this meeting with a guy called brother andrew who was an amazing person who was known as God's smuggler because he used to take Bibles and uh, Christian literature uh, into the Soviet Union when that wasn't allowed. Um, and I went to this talk by him. Um, and at the end of the talk, he said, uh, do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? Means that you say to him, uh, I will do whatever you want me to do and I will go wherever you want me to go. And it was one of those kind of invitational things um, that's been a formational milestone in my life. Um, and he said, you know, if you want to say that, would you stand up and, and make that promise? And I did. And I guess for me, uh, that was really foundational in my own Christian formation um, as uh, somebody who wants to do whatever Jesus tells me to do go wherever he wants to go. And that's why we've got the background, actually. That's one of the reasons for the background. Uh, it took me to Africa, it took me to Harvey, it took me to Manchester, um, and it's been great following him in, in that way. And I guess not only following him, but also trying to become more like him. And so for, for me, being a disciple is about being formed uh, into the likeness of Christ uh, day by day, which is a really difficult um, thing. Thank you. So our theme for this month and our last month of the More Than Sunday series um, is invitation. So I'm curious to hear from both of you what you think it means to live as disciples with invitation in mind, maybe with an attitude of invitation, or how has invitation shaped your faith and discipleship journeys? 
Um, Bishop Mark, could we come to you first this time? Invitation is really important. Um, and I, I, I think about this quite a lot, about why I might invite people and what motivates me to invite people. And I think for myself, except my own um, experience of becoming a Christian, of beginning to follow Jesus, that I want to invite people uh, because I love Jesus. That's the kind of foundational thing. And sometimes we think of invitation as uh, kind of motivated, well, we want the church to grow or we want to be uh, do this, that or the other, to have some output. And I think for me, um, inviting people to know Christ or to events or to be part of something, to be part of a community is really about love um, and helping people to experience the love of God either through the community of the church um, or through uh, an encounter with Jesus Christ. So that helps me to invite people because I'm doing it out of a motive that I feel is rich um, and it's kind of whenever you're excited about something or somebody you want to invite other people you know I found this new app or I found this new restaurant or um, uh, this new recipe that we're trying out or this new plant for the garden or whatever it may be and it's kind of inviting people out of that excitement about what's going on in church and, uh, and who this uh, extraordinary person Jesus is so that's probably the first thing uh, that I want to say and it's just kind of incredible particularly um, uh, with lockdown that we're in at the moment um, but how easy it is to invite people because people are looking for community they're looking for uh, spiritual experiences they're googling prayer like mad and there's so many resources out there so and it's so easy um, uh, just to, to tap in and people can do it at their own time and in their own pace I was talking to somebody yesterday they run a bible study in Arabic and they're saying that kind of it used to be just Manchester people that came to the Bible study, but now they're having people digging in from Abu Dhabi <laughs> uh, because somebody has invited their friend uh, to be part of a local community and uh, they're studying God's word together. Yeah, I guess I guess for me, kind of when we first thought of the uh, idea of Back to Church Sunday, of which of course came from the the Diocese of Manchester, um, and then spread out. Um, throughout the world, he went to 18 countries in the end, uh, 16 years old now. Um, and I certainly kind of don't, don't uh, uh, promote back to, back to church on the end any, any longer. I'm really interested in a national weekend of invitation um, uh, right now. And, and I suppose for me, when I first started this, I kind of thought that what God had got us doing was about welcome. You know, how can we welcome people? into the life of the church until I, until I started to realize from talking to lots of Christians um, across Western Christianity that this wasn't really about welcome, it was about invitation. And, and when you basically kind of ask a normal congregation, um, and can we say, are there any normal congregations? No, let's, let's just leave that there. Um, <laughs> if you ask a normal congregation, um, is there somebody, God, is nudging us, you know, to invite um, and just leave leave a little bit of a silence, um, you know, not too long, by the way, for Pentecostal con congregations because they go cold turkey, you know, very kind of quickly in silence. Uh, but for Anglicans, oh, you know, kind of we're masters of silence. Anyway, when you ask a congregation, is there somebody God is nudging uh, them to invite? 70% of a congregation already has the name of somebody or somebody comes to mind um, when asked that question. I'm calling that the church's greatest missed opportunity. 
completely missed because we don't ask the question. Um, and, and, and I kind of think, you know, one of the reasons that this topic is such a really interesting topic is that ultimately it's God that's doing the inviting here. Because all we've got to do is ask God. And God is, you know, has always been an inviter. Always, always been an inviter. If we look at our Bible stories, you know, if we look at the history of the church, you know, can we can see a God who's on mission here. And, um, and, and for me, you know, to follow Christ is to actually kind of hear the prompt, you know, of God to actually kind of reach out to our neighbor um, you know, on, a, on a daily basis. And I, and I, and I echo um, Mark's words here is that I think the ground is well prepared at the moment. Um, I think, you know, we're right, loads of people, uh, you know, uh, are, are saying they're having deep co uh, conversations with their neighbors. And the question for us all is, what's the next step when we're in lockdown? And, and Mark has suggested, you know, one of the next steps, it's easy to invite to an online, online service. Maybe there's some other things that we can invite to as well. Um, but yeah, I think invitation is at the heart of a God who's on mission. As I'm just reflecting on the ways that both of you really highlighted the witness of other Christians um, and the invitation of other Christians in what has um, directed your own discipleship journeys. Um, but why then is it that we find invitation so difficult? If it's God's work, um, if God's doing the inviting, um, if it's the heart of what the church should be about, why is it so hard for us? Um, should we come to Mike? Yeah, really great, great question. And it was a question that I basically kind of pursued for 16 years, um, you know, having asked, you know, kind of thousands of Christians, you know, across multiple den denominations and streams, you know, kind of a stupid question. You know, what are, what are the reasons that Christians don't invite? You know, if, as I've said before, 70% of us have got the name of somebody, in Mancunian, in what the blooming heck is going on? What, what on earth is going on if, if you know, 70% have got the name of, of, of somebody? And I think, um, you know, as I've, you know, kind of asked that question um, around, around the world, it's really, really obvious that the emotion that comes out of that question is, is we're, we're afraid, you know, you know, that fear you know, comes out. And, and I think um, it's my observation that we need to have a, a much more nuanced approach to fear than we do at this present time. Um, you know, for, for example, you know, why shouldn't we feel afraid, you know, when God nudges us to do something? Um, most of our Bible stories show that there's kind of fear you know, kind of um, the, the, the saints in the, in the Bible are talking about, you know, they, they feel a fear, you know, Moses didn't want to go, you know, kind of Jonah r runs in the opposite direction. And even kind of Jesus, you know, when he kind of sends, I can't remember whether it sends the 12 out or the 70 out, he, he, his motivational speech wasn't that great because he said, go, I'm sending you forth as lambs among wolves. I mean, try and have that as your church motto for the next 12 months. 
I dare you all try and try and have that one. You know, so so I think fear, you know, is you know, it's a visceral thing, but I think it's also a sign that God may be doing something in us as well. So I think, you know, I, I, you know, that's my observation, you know, that, that fear, we've not handled it very well, you know, um, and I think we need to have a more nuanced uh, approach. Uh, I totally agree that uh, fear is, is part of the issue. Um, and, and, and I guess uh, it's worth exploring in, um, amongst ourselves, kind of fear of what um, and um, what might be the worst case scenario. There's a friend of ours who sort of when the feels anxious about it, just tries to detail in her mind, kind of what am I exactly am I afraid of? And what are the things that I can put in place that kind of lessen uh, the fear? So one of the things is um, uh, fear of personal rejection, that if people know you as a Christian, um, it will spoil your relationship. Um, and that sometimes does happen. Um, uh, uh, kind of somebody I met the other day was um, saying that they were walking to church um, and their neighbours saw them walking to church um, uh, in their street and they said, uh, what are you doing? And they said, oh, we're going to church. And the neighbour said, I didn't know that you were one of those godmothers, Bible bashers or something like that. Now, that's a fairly unusual experience. Um, and actually, the person I was talking to said, it made me realise that I needed to be more upfront about my faith. Just shocked that they didn't know that they were a Christian. For, for most people, um, inviting somebody to church does not break their relationship. Um, and that's a, a kind of irrational fear. I think the other fear is that what we do is not good enough um, in church um, and that we're somehow embarrassed uh, about it, that it's not kind of high quality. And I think one of the things that I've learned during lockdown is that actually I rather love these kind of grainy, rubbishy videos that uh, videos put up and uh, do their talks. Um, and it kind of, it looks all amateur, but actually what we're looking for is the authenticity uh, and the love and the community. Um, and so we slightly underplay kind of the value of our liturgy, the value of our worship, the value of our community. Um, um, and uh, I, th I think we we should have more confidence. Um, so the, one of the antidotes to, to fear is, is just a bit of courage and a bit of confidence. Um, and the third thing that I would say that um, is that I'm the only one who's doing it. Um, and I know that Michael does a lot on helping churches uh, to work together on inviting people that, you know, if it's just me by myself, um, then I might be a little bit afraid. But supposing we're all doing it and we're all praying about it um, and we're saying uh, kind of accountable to one another and say, who are you going to invite uh, to our Christmas service or uh, our online service? And then that makes it a lot easier because we feel that we're not alone. Actually, God is with us um, and all our friends are with us and they're all in the same boat. Um, and I think that helps. But just doing it in a way that um, is open, that is not defensive, um, and uh, allows people to say no uh, easily, um, and just maintains the relationship. It's kind of occurring to me, as I'm listening to you both, that um, it seems as though invitation is something that doesn't just um, potentially transform the life of the person we're inviting, but is also about transforming us. Um, that it's a, it's a work of faith. And so God is working in us. I was wondering whether either of you might be willing to share some of the some of the joys or transformations in your own lives you've experienced um, through practicing invitation. Let me kind of uh, answer 
answer that, Hannah, by uh, just going back on what um, uh, Mark just said there, because um, one of the one of the elements I think which um, is perhaps going wrong in terms of how we're trying to help congregational members um, become inviters is um, is I think we need courage and bravery front and center. Um, it is a step of faith, you know, that we're taking when we're being inviters. I don't like confidence as a kind of, uh, as the prerequisite before doing anything. I think confidence comes down the line. Uh, I think courage and bravery come first. Um, and we need courage and bravery because there will be fear there. Um, and um, one of the things I'm trying to do at this moment in time is, um, and we can talk about this a little bit, little bit later, but I'm trying to set, set up something called uh, ACON groups, um, just with what Mark has just said there about accountability. I think having, you know, uh, two or three other, three or four other people, you know, that you can actually kind of share with your invitational stories um, and... And, you know, Hannah, as you said, that this is a kind of a, a um, not just a, um, a process of mission, but it's a process of formation and discipleship as well. And so that's best to be done, I think, in groups. And there's a lovely kind of story um, um, of um, somebody I've been working with um, in, in, in another diocese, shock horror. Sometimes I work with people in other dioceses. I know it's it's a shocker, isn't it? Um, and, um, and one particular kind of guy, you know, kind of who was who was sat in one of my Acorn groups and um, just saying, "Oh, nobody comes to mind. Absolutely nobody at all." You know, "Oh no," you know, for t for two weeks, no nothing at all. You know, uh, God had not kind of um, prompted with anything. The third week, he came back absolutely shining because. Um, God had placed a lady into his mind that he'd not spoken to for around about 10 years. So in fear and trembling, he kind of calls this lady and, and, and she says to him, oh, thank you ever so much uh, for the call. Um, I've not spoken to somebody for three weeks. My next door neighbor has just died of COVID-19. And so I really, really appreciate you, know, you calling me right now. Well, I'm telling you now, you know, kind of they had an hour long, deep conversation and, you know, kind of all from God prompting him um, and this introverted guy, you know, kind of who, you know, kind of didn't think he had anybody to invite whatsoever, you know, kind of the joy of being able to kind of work, you know, with God in mission you know, was just, you know, to behold. And I'm seeing that over and over again, that actually if we work in tandem with what God is wanting us to do in invitation, there's something happening in us as well as through us. And I think this is where we've made a, a big error in modern Christianity of separating uh, mission and discipleship. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a catastrophe, you know, kind of for us, you know, to actually separate these two, you know, um, and we've almost kind of thought discipleship is this, you know, head knowledge thing, you know, kind of as long as I get, you know, kind of the Bible teaching or, or the Lenten course in my head, mm. that's discipleship. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't been through that. But I don't we learn as we go on mission? Isn't God doing something in us as well as uh, through us? Yeah, I, uh, I, th I think it's a really good question um, as, as to our experiences of inviting people. Um, 
uh, as I was saying, uh, I think it's easier at the moment. So for example, recently, um, I've dipped into some of the spring harvest material um, and there was a guy called Pete Gregg um, who does 24-7 um, um, prayer um, and he was leading some devotionals at the beginning that I thought were really good. Um, and so because there's online material, uh, you can say to people, oh, I've tried this, um, would you like to have a go? Um, um, and connected with that, um, there's this app called the Lectio 365. You just say that, I've really enjoyed this. Would you like to have a go? Um, there was some something last year um, called Try Praying, and that was a, another good kind of mechanism. So for some people, um, and, and I think you have to be careful about what people might be interested in. Uh, so for some people, we've invited people people to you know the cathedral nine lessons and carols or something like that and said we're going we've got some spare tickets um and we do this with other things as well um kind of invite people maybe to a concert or something like that but maybe not even a christian concert but say you know we happen to have some spare tickets or we'd like to come up for a meal um and so there is a culture of invitation not just about church things but about uh, forming friendships and relationships uh, that i think is an easy first step and you're thinking about that person that you want to invite and say what would they really enjoy um and what would be helpful for them so maybe if they're stuck at home a lecture 365 would be a fantastic thing to invite them to um, so uh, another recent one um, was that um, church, uh, churches in Bolton uh, together we clubbed together to do this Believe in Bolton mission which was amazing um, and um, uh, there was an event with um, a guy called Warren Furman um, who was ace the gladiator such a hulk of a man unbelievable um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Jill Duff who's the Bishop of Lancaster and they, they kind of, uh, I did an interview with Warren and uh, Jill did a little talk. Amazingly easy uh, to, for me to say to Facebook friends, you know, we're doing this. Could you, would you like to dip in and, and, and see what it's like? So I, I think it's partly getting into the habit of inviting is helpful um, just to ordinary things. Um, I think it's partly just thinking about the person that you want to invite and what would float their boat, uh, so to speak. And it doesn't have to be church. There's lots of stuff out there. And that's one of the great things about a lockdown. There's so many resources we're becoming aware of online. Um, so that's been my recent experience uh, of inviting people. Um, it's mainly digital. I guess maybe it's easier for me with a collar on and all the rest of it. Um, but I think we can all, we all invite people, you know, do you want to come for a coffee? Um, uh, why don't we start there? Um, that might be just a good place to start in just in, in building friendships and um, and sometimes stuff comes up in those conversations um, uh, you know what we're doing at church or whatever it may be that just spark little questions so it's um, sometimes not uh, just inviting people to an event but it's to a relationship um, and to a question and onto a journey I really liked the point that both of you were making around um, the importance of a culture or a habit of invitation um, in what it means to learn to have an attitude of invitation to invite people, that it's not just about um, working up the courage to send someone a text, inviting them to watch a service, but that we're trying to develop relationships, we're trying to develop a habit of being inviting to people in our lives. Um, and it made me think about the ways that actually for a lot of discipleship type activities, we talk a lot about habit. 
um, and developing habits of discipleship, whether that's been our themes of generosity or justice or community um, or waiting, all of those things are a habit kinds of ways of being in the world. Um, and we are in these very strange times, we're in lockdown. Um, and I was wondering whether there have been ways that this time of lockdown has had to shape or change the ways that you think about the habit of discipleship. Um, have you had to develop new habits? Have you found that previous habits of discipleship have particularly benefited you um, while, we're, while we're all stuck at home? Um, should we come to Bishop Mark first? Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, uh, um, and just in terms of habits of invitation, at the moment where, as we're recording this, we're in the Thy Kingdom Come season. Um, and as Michael was saying earlier, I think one of the keys to those habits of invitation is to um, have on your prayer list people that you would love to see encountering this extraordinary person, Jesus, um, in some way or another, um, whatever that may be. Um, and um, for myself, um, just in the last couple of years, um, I've been using a thing called Prayer Mate. It's a, a, an app that helps me to organize people I pray for and things I pray for. So that's been helpful for me. And on that, you can put you know, just two or three names or five names It's in that, during Thy Kingdom Come. So that's helpful. And I think I've become more disciplined in my praying over the last couple of years um, as a disciple of Jesus. And I think that's something that's been developed in during the lockdown, that there is maybe a little bit more space that you know, we're not doing so much traveling around. Uh, other, kind of normally, I do a lot of traveling into church house or, or and that takes ages. And I try and pray during those times. Um, I'll read papers or something like that. Uh, so I, I think just cultivating a more prayer habits has been a good um and i think um, the other habit of that i'm uh, as a disciple that i'm um encouraging myself is to be uh, fairly positive during lockdown um positive about people positive uh, about the world around us at the moment you know i'm seeing lots more birds in the garden uh, partly because i'm around uh, at home a little bit more and just appreciating all that god does um, and it's out of that spirit of thankfulness um, that you get the motivation to say, oh, isn't God amazing? Um, and I want to invite people uh, to encounter this amazing God and to appreciate the things that God has done uh, for us. So um, maybe that spirit of thankfulness and prayerfulness have been two habits that I think have been particularly affected by, by lockdown. Yeah, I think I think for I think for me, um, um, this this time has been a it's been a fascinating time as a an observer of mission. I think there's been a return to the early church. That's what I think is happening right now. You know, we can't currently physically meet together, um, but um, we've been dispersed. You know, to our neighbourhoods. You know, um, it's really difficult, you know, to love your neighbor if you don't actually know your neighbor's name. And one of the things that this lockdown has done, you know, anecdotally, is um, that we're getting to know our neighbors. You know, we're walking a, a, a little bit more than we were before. We are coming out maybe on a Thursday evening to clap for the carers. We're, we're, we're forming WhatsApp groups you know, street or road WhatsApp groups, you know, just to kind of keep in touch 
you know, with one another. Mm -hmm. It's like a return to the early church, this, you know, how the, how the church started. And I think we've got to reimagine what church is when we can't physically, currently physically meet together. And, you know, I, I love, you know, the thought of, you know, where two are gathered in my name. You know, I'm there in the midst. And, you know, when, when God, you know, kind of uh, prompts us with a, you know, to connect with somebody, because I think this is a season of connection as well as invitation right now. Uh, so when God prompts us, you know, to connect with somebody, um, why wouldn't it be the case that when we pick up our video technology or our phone, and we say, how, how are you? You know, that where two are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. You know, so I don't think we, we, need, to, we need to lose, you know, the fact that actually church is not just the physical act of worship, but it's also, mm -hmm. you know, kind of when we're um, video calling somebody, because my goodness, people are letting us into their homes at this moment in time we're having conversations with them sat on their settee on their on their on their couch you know on their armchair you know these, these are a wonderful moments and with people being more open at the moment moving from being invulnerable you know to vulnerable then all sorts of deep uh, connection can be made i'm trying to get a hundred thousand christians uh, across the uk to pray a simple daily prayer which is lord today who do you want me to connect with out with of the church lord today who do you want me to connect with out with of the church and then I'll just allow you know the, the name to pop into our mind which might not be right at that moment it might be when we're out walking or out kind of doing some shopping um, and normally when that the thought that the person comes into our minds it will normally be oh no 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 not that person Give me another, but just pray that prayer, you know, Lord, today, who do you want me to connect with? And, 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 um, and hopefully we'll, we'll post up a, a video, um, uh, if it's, if it's possible, um, about ACON in the time of, uh, of this virus, because I think we, it, to get into a habit of invitation and connection, um, you know, this is a wonderful time to kind of develop that deep connection with God and deep connection uh, with with our neighbour uh, right now, um, and and to form maybe groups of two or three Christians just to share some of the kind of the God incidences that we we find as we do this. Bishop Mark and Michael, it's been fantastic to chat to you both. Um, thank you so much for being willing to share with us the work that you're doing and your experiences of discipleship and invitation. And we finish every episode of the podcast with suggested actions um, for that month's theme. And so this month, um, we are inviting those listening and participating in More Than Sunday to um, develop that attitude of invitation in whatever way they can. So it might be inviting a friend or family member or a neighbor um, who doesn't usually attend church to experience your church community, whatever that looks like for you at the moment. So maybe it's a Zoom prayer group or an online service. Maybe it's a Church of England worship hotline for those who don't have access to the internet. Um, and more broadly, we're thinking about this theme of connection. So um, following the suggestions um, from Bishop Mark and Michael, perhaps you can take the time to think of someone you know who might be feeling isolated or cut off or um, might just be someone that comes to mind um, for you to connect to 
um, how can we help to develop attitudes of invitation towards <clears throat> those in our lives? And what would it mean to invite those people um, into connection at the moment? At the beginning of our year of discipleship, we asked these three questions. What is discipleship? Why do we do it? And how do we bring faith into our everyday lives? We hope that you've all been able to dig a little deeper into these questions over the past year and that More Than Sunday has given you the chance to feel renewed in your discipleship. But the journey doesn't have to end here. We encourage you to keep More Than Sunday at the heart of your discipleship and to continue to think about how you can live out your faith every day. Who knows, you might even start our year of discipleship again next month and encourage somebody else to join you in doing so. If you use Facebook and Twitter, we encourage you to continue sharing your stories from your discipleship journey as you reflect on the theme of invitation and how we reimagine our discipleship in this very, very different world. But for now, thank you for listening and for joining us for More Than Sunday. Mm -hmm.